Um, have we received any apologies, uh, Mr. Castle? Madam Speaker, I have one uh, recorded apology, Honorable Heron. Honorable Heron's apology then is noted. Uh, we, we then proceed to look at the agenda of the meeting, Honorable Members. Are we happy with the agenda? If so, can somebody move for the adoption of the agenda? Hi, Speaker. Uh, speaker. My name is Pemi Machutina. Thank you, Honorable uh, Machutina, seconded by Honorable Bafobe. No, 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 Speaker. I wasn't seconding. Uh, I was just wanting if we can please just add uh, an, uh, an agenda item at the end, um, just to look at the timeline that you had sent regarding how we will be dealing with the Zondo Commission report, please. Okay. Thank you very much, That's an addition. So the agenda is adopted with that addition. Yeah. Thank you very much. Honorable members, may somebody second? I second with the amendment. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. We then proceed to deal with the minutes of the meeting of the 21st of April. Minutes of the 21st of April. Yes, proceed. I'm assuming that honorable members have gone through the minutes nonetheless. Okay, thank you very much, honorable members. Can somebody move for the adoption of the minutes? I see the hand of honorable The end of, I have no hand here. Okay, Mr. Yes. Papo, Mr. Papo had his hand up. Okay, I'm sorry then. Honorable Papo, I'm sorry, I didn't see your hand. Honorable Papo. Honorable Papo, are you here? Honorable Singh. Thank you, Honorable Speaker, and good morning again to all colleagues. I move for the adoption of the minutes. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Uh, adoption of the minutes having been moved. Any seconders? Swat, second speaker. Honorable Swat, thank you very much, honorable members. Honorable members, uh, there are some matters which we we need to, which are matters arising out of the minutes. And the first one is the ad hoc joint committee on flood disaster, relief and recovery. And as we know, the committee has since been established and, submit, and, and parties are now submitting names. ANC has submitted the DA, the EFF, and I would like to request all parties which have not submitted names of members to serve in that actual committee to please do so. Honorable Frolic, are you here? With you yes, good morning. Good morning, Honorable Speaker. I'm on the platform. Thank you. May you please provide additional information on the plans for the meetings of the actual committee? No, thank you, Honorable Speaker, and good morning to the other honorable members. Honorable Speaker, I can briefly report that there's been, um, uh, we've received the names from the ANC, the DA, the EFF. Um, that was late yesterday afternoon when I spoke to Mr. Caso. Um, we envisage for this ad hoc committee to meet very early next week. 
so that it can be formally constituted to start its work. At this meeting, we anticipate that there will be um, a report from the research unit already in terms of what has been done, in terms of commitments made by government departments and so forth. And there will also be a draft program to be considered. Also at this meeting, there will be proposals made in terms of the physical visit of the ad hoc committee to KZN that should happen within seven to 10 days after the first meeting is set. Um, I am in discussions with the House Chairperson in the National Council of Provinces, uh, the Honorable Nyambi, who is broadly agreeing to this approach. And may I add, Honorable Speaker, that part of the resolution that was passed by the House is that the ad hoc committee will do the preliminary work and may identify other line function committees that will also play a role in this. Um, we do, we have agreed, I've agreed with the Honorable Nyambi that in the meantime, until the Edo Committee will commence its work, which will be next week, we should thus not allow other portfolio and select committees to go to KZN now, because that will create confusion as to who's exactly coming there. And it will also be difficult to give interim reports on the work of the committee. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable Frolik. Honourable Singh, is that a leak as a hand? Yeah, uh, no, 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 Honourable Speaker. Thank you. I just want to speak on this matter here uh, and uh, just to indicate that uh, the so-called other parties have not submitted the names yet. Uh, I'm having a virtual meeting at 10 o'clock to come up with the names of uh, from amongst the 10 parties. But I am just preempting, Madam Speaker, that perhaps some of the other, I know that committees in terms of voting uh, are 11 members, but I'm just preempting that some of the members who may not have voting rights at the meeting will want to participate because it may affect a certain of their constituents. So I, uh, we've dealt with it in the past where all members participate, but when it comes to voting, only two from the other parties uh, you know, do actually vote. So I just seek your wisdom and the wisdom of Honorable Frolic on this matter. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable. Sing, Honorable Machotina, followed by Honorable. Thank you very much, Honorable um, Speaker, and greetings to all uh, Honorable members and uh, parliamentary staff. Honorable uh, uh, Speaker, we have discussed the matter that uh, uh, Mr. Sin is is uh, alluding to. We discussed it yesterday in the Chief Forum, and we've agreed because there was um, a, a, a request from uh, smaller parties, um, uh, UDM and um, uh, NFP, where they requested to be represented in the committee. We clarified that yesterday, that this is a joint other committee with 20 members, and therefore the smaller parties are represented by one party. So if they want reports, they will get reports through that party, which is uh, IFP. However, if they want the meetings um, are, are proceeding at, at any level, they may participate in meetings like any other member. But cannot add them in the in the joint other committee. That this is not an NA committee. This is a joint other committee of parliament, and therefore twenty members survive. So we cannot add more uh, members to this committee. Thank you. Very much, uh, honourable chief whip, uh, honourable papo. Good morning, speaker. I'm covered by the uh, chief whip. Covered. Thank you very much. That provides uh, guidance on the matter, but allow me to invite uh, Mr. Castle for clarity purposes. Ma'am, on, on this matter, I think the Chief Whip has dealt with the matter. Um, indeed, it was raised yesterday in the Chief Whip's forum. We um, indicated that currently we have 20 members. If we were to go the route um, that we took when we dealt with the Session 25 committee, we could end up with 34 members because you would need about 14 members, additional members of the NA, non-voting members. And the understanding in the Chief Foods Forum is that that is undesirable. And therefore we remain, we, 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 we keep the committee as is at the moment. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Uh, Honorable Castle, Honorable Singh, I'm sure that clarifies the matter, isn't it? 
Uh, yes, Honorable Speaker, I'll provide that guidance when I meet uh, uh, other parties later. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Singh. And then, Honorable Member, the other matter which is uh, a matter arising out of the minutes is the processing of the report of the Portfolio Committee on Trade and Industry on the request by the Minister of Trade and Industry and Competition to make recommendations on the suitability of candidates for the position of the chair of the board of the Lotteries Commission. Committee section will provide, or are you ready to provide an update now on that matter? Advocate Dao, are you ready? Good morning, Madam Speaker, honorable members and colleagues. Yes, um, the update is that the committee will be dealing with the matter next week. I got a call from the chairperson last night, but on uh, our report, we indicated that the committee is still consulting. But the latest, as I indicated, is that the committee will deal with the matter next week. I got the call from the chairperson. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much, Advocate Dao. Honorable members, that is the report. Update will be given to us next week. And then the next matter on the agenda, on the under matters arising, is the protection of information, state information bill. And I now invite uh, Mr. Castle to give us a report. Madam Speaker, indeed, um, the, the bill is back in Parliament. It was uh, returned by the President. Uh, we had some concerns with the bill. Um, at the time, it was uh, placed before the Justice Committee, but there was an indication that uh, an appropriate committee must still be identified to deal with the bill. What is happening currently, uh, Madam Speaker, is that the Legal Services Office is um, considering the, uh, some constitutional issues around the bill um, in order to advise on, on way forward. And once that process is, is uh, concluded and advice has been given to the Speaker, uh, an indication will be, will be given in terms of what will happen with the bill going forward. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much, um, Mr. Castle. Honorable members, I guess there are no comments on the matter. It was just for information. Shall we then proceed to deal with the next item on the agenda? And the next item on the agenda is a report from the committee section. Advocate Dawu. Thank you, Madam Speaker, honorable members and colleagues. The first slide responds to a question that was uh, asked last week as to why animal protections bill is not moving. The bill is before PC on agriculture. Now, on this slide, we are showing that before the committee, there are four matters, six matters, of which four are being attended to. So the bill is among the two bills that will still be attended to by the committee. Uh, at this time, the committee is also busy with the budget votes. The next update is on slide number four. On this slide, uh, we show the matters that are before PC on justice. Already, Mr. Castle has responded to a specific question that was uh, asked but before this committee, there are about eight matters, and the committee is currently dealing with three matters, with uh, some of them having date to finalize. Slide number five. Uh, on this slide, uh, we also respond to questions that were raised. The first one has already been addressed on that, the one for lotteries. Another question was with regard to the PC on Home Affairs regarding the Electoral Laws Amendment Bill. The slide shows the activities and the committee is planning to finalize the report on the 18th of May. And another question was also asked about the matter that is before PC on Police regarding inquiry into the violence and looting in Houting and KZN. The committee uh, has resolved that it will wait for the report on the presidential panel of inquiry and also South African Human Rights Commission reports. The presidential panel of inquiry has released the report, but the Human Rights Commission has not yet done so. So the committee has decided to wait for that report. Once it is tabled and referred, then the committee will take the matter. The next update is on slide number six. 
On this slide, we show that the fundraising amendment bill before PC on social development will be finalized on the 1st of June. The next update is on slide number 17. On this slide, it is the section 94, uh, at Committee on section 94 inquiry. Uh, on this slide, we show that um, the committee postponed its meeting that was supposed to be held on the 3rd in order to give the evidence leader chance to uh, go through the documents. And the committee also postponed the hearings that were planned for the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, and the 10th. And on the 11th, the committee will now decide as to when will those hearings be scheduled. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much, uh, <coughs> Advocate Dao. Honorable members, are there any comments on the report? None. In that case, we then proceed. And I invite, uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, I invite uh, Dr. Mbata from the Bill's office. Good morning, Honorable. speaker. I beg your pardon? I'll say QTJ, baby. And say QT. Order Chief Whip. Order Chief Whip. Protect me from the Chief Whip of the majority party. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Chief Whip. Honorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. Dr. Uh, Mbata, please, you may proceed to present your report. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Good morning, Honorable Members and Colleagues. Um, on our report, we will only report on the updates that appears on slide number two and five. On slide number two, we have the Older Persons Amendment Bill that was introduced on Tuesday. SB 11 of 2022, as a proposed Section 76 bill, the bill was referred to the Portfolio Committee on Social Development for further processing. And we'll go to slide number five, where we have the Local Government Municipal Systems Amendment Bill, which was passed by the House as well on Tuesday. The bill will be forwarded to the President for assent as Act 3 of 2022. And the second official language of the bill is Africans. That brings the total number of acts that are with the president to four. So with your permission, honorable speaker, can I hand over to my colleague, Advocate Van der Merve, to deliver a report on constitutional court judgments. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much, Dr. Mbata. Advocate Van der Merve, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Thank you very much. Good morning, um, Honourable Speaker. Thank uh, Good morning, members. Um, there's also a full report that was circulated on all matters. And from that report, members will notice that we have done follow-ups um, on all matters quite recently. But the one that we specifically want to report on um, is in respect of the Electoral Act, and it's the New Nation Movement Judgment. The Com Portfolio Committee has uh, concluded public hearings, uh, provincial consultations, and the process in the committee, the deliberation process um, is now starting. Then um, there was also an application for extension of the sus suspensive order. In fact, we reported that this process has started the previous time that we that we reported on this. But we can now report that this has been filed with the Constitutional Court, and we are just waiting further directions from the Constitutional Court on how they want this matter to proceed before them. Thank you, uh, Madam Speaker. That's the only uh, matter that we want to report on specifically. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Advocate Fandameve. Uh, Honorable members, are there any comments on the report provided by Advocate Fandameve? Uh, None. I see no hands on my Oh, there is a hand. Honorable Kwakube, followed by Honorable Singh. 
Uh, thank you, Speaker. I just wanted a little bit of clarity on that last comment um, that was made regarding the interaction with the Constitutional Court. I just wanted to find out, you know, because obviously this it was brought to this body before. Um, when did we have these interactions and what exactly are we waiting for from the Con Court at this point? Sorry, I, I just for my own understanding. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Thank you, Honourable Speaker. Yeah, uh, thank you, Advocate Fundamental, for that report through you, Speaker. Uh, I noted that in the report that was sent to us, there were some other matters as well. That, for example, the one matter referred to the Department of Justice, which, uh, which we have to respond to by 2023. And I'm just, you know, expressing a view that uh, we need to follow up on these. I see the department in three months hasn't given any comments. Uh, and, and I think we need to follow up on these so that we don't get caught out as parliament in terms of meeting uh, constitutional court deadlines. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Honorable Swat. Thank you, Speaker. I just um, wanted to ask Advocate van der Merwe, the fact that an application for an extension has been filed doesn't necessarily mean that it will be granted. And there has been previous constitutional court judgments where extension requests have not been granted. What would be the implications if an extension is not granted or um, because it, there's a strong possibility that the um, litigants involved in the New Nation Movement might oppose an application for an extension? Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Swart. Uh, advocates, and Dr. Mbata, would you like to, to comment on what has been raised by Advocate Singh? Yes, thank you. Thank you, Speaker. The, uh, just to explain, the, so what happens now, because your application is filed with the Constitutional Court, we now have to wait for a date. So in other words, we are we are going to argue the case before before the judges, the Constitutional Court judges, um, and then they will, of course, consider, ask questions, and then they might, it's very seldom that they give a judgment on the same day, um, and they will, will will tell us when they will give us the judgment. So what we are waiting for is just to understand um, whether we are going to have a date to argue. Uh, it is also possible that they might say we just want papers. So it's just about the, the court process. We are waiting for, for the Constitutional Court to explain to us, um, do we have to come in and argue? Do we need to submit more papers? Uh, and what would be the date? So that is what, what I meant with that. In respect of the implication, um, in, in this instance, simply what will happen is that um, by the time that we have our next election, there must be provision for independent candidates. So if the court does not grant the, the extension, um, all that we can do is to simply proceed with the bill as soon as possible. Um, it is not, um, there, there's no, there was no invalidity. Uh, it's not that type of judgment. It's not something where something was in action at the moment and it was declared invalid and we had a certain time. And if you reach that time, that invalidity has serious immediate consequences. In this instance, there's an order to do it at a certain time. Um, if we don't do it, by the time we have the next elections, uh, it will have to be in place or our elections will be uh, will not be constitutional. So um, so that is more where, where this is, is lying. Uh, it, will, it, it is, of course, better if we can get the extension um, but like I say, there's no invalidity that has an immediate effect. And then the, 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 the comment from Mr. Singh in respect of the other matters. Yes, we are, in fact, from our office, we are following up with the Office of the Leader of Government Business on a regular basis. We are following up directly with the departments. Uh, and we have also asked uh, committee section uh, via the, you know, with their support to committees to alert the affected chairpersons so that the chairpersons of the affected committees can make direct contact uh, with the with the departments, the ministers, the DGs, and also to to press from that side. So we are we are doing something from our side and and also from committee side uh, to make sure that Parliament does um, make these deadlines. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, <coughs> Advocate Fandamebe. That provides clarity, honourable members. Are there any further comments on the matter? None. And if there are none, then we proceed. And I invite the programming uh, whip, um, 
Um, good morning, Honorable Speaker and uh, Honorable uh, members and colleagues. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Speaker, for the opportunity once more. Um, we will start by, for completeness, start with the international uh, diary. If we can just scroll a little bit down, please, uh, to say that um, uh, that one from the, which has started already in terms of the 15th Petitional Conference of Parties of the UN Convention on Biological Diversity, which started on the 25th of April, it will end on the 8th of May in China. Uh, secondly, the inaugural uh, uh, conference of speakers and heads of African parliament, parliaments, which will take place from the 9th to 11th of May in Nigeria. Uh, and thirdly is the 52nd uh, CPA Africa Regional Conference and AGM, which will start from the 3rd to the 9th of June in uh, Sierra Leone. Noting that any other items that we would have omitted here, we are still waiting for them to receive them so that can be populated as accordingly. Uh, Honourable Speaker and members, that uh, I must say upfront that I would not necessarily go uh, week by week in terms of the days. Safe to say that the framework hasn't changed; it's still the same. We are today in week 13, which will be. Which note is the 14-hour to 17-hour hybrid plenary. Uh, we'll be dealing with um, six items. Uh, at main are the reports from various committees. The first one would be a, a debate on a, national on a matter of national public importance uh, sponsored by Honorable M. Shlengwa on the energy crisis and the threat on uh, on protracted failure of ESCOM, uh, which is a 95-minute uh, debate, and then followed by the consideration of the reports from the first one, so which is the second item, is the report from the Gender Commission, followed by the uh, report of the South African Human uh, Rights Commission on national investigative hearing into status of mental uh, health care in the, in the SA. The fourth one is red. Let me just highlight the sixth item, Chair, which we, we did, uh, I think, uh, in the Chief Forum also, there was an explanation, the consideration of the report of Standing Committee on Finance on the determination of remuneration of members of the Financial and Fiscal Commission, dated the 8th September 2021. Here, Chair, we, are, we, we have suggested and we're still suggesting that uh, there should be no declarations on this item, and the reason is because the item was, be, was tabled before the House. However, there was a, 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 a date tax error that was made in, instead of 2021-22, it reflected as 2021. So declarations at that time was made. So the chairperson or the honorable member that will be representing the portfolio committee will then explain the rationale and then will urge the House to accept the ratification as it were. Uh, then the, the, the week 30, 14 up to week uh, 16 chairperson will be mini plenaries and the uh, budget vote have been populated already. And we are encouraging and urging various departments and portfolio committees that the dates that have been populated, which have been circulated even before we are not going to be able to change it because if we, we change some of the dates, then it will impact on our three weeks uh, mini plenary budget votes debates, and it will impact then in June pro pro process, which we can't afford to do that, Jefferson. Other than that, the 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 the, the, the program still the same even from the, for the twenty twenty fifth of May, which is a, a, a hybrid mini plen a, a sittings, which will deal with the. Uh, 25th. Okay, there you are. Thank you very much. Thank you. Which then is the ordinary one in terms of the mornings and, 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 and the mid mornings. Then the condolences to for our late, may his soul rest in peace, Honorable M. Sokaja, and followed by the debate on Africa Day. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker. Then we'll get to take uh, questions assisted by Mr. Trasu, if there will be any. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Honorable Lissuma. 
Honorable members, are there any comments on the programs? Honorable Swartz, I see your hand. My apologies, I had a connection problem and I didn't follow which item there'd be no declaration on. Could I just have a repeat of the date and the item of the one that there's no declaration on? Okay. Honorable Machutina. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker, in accepting the program. Honorable Swart is item number six in today's uh, order paper that 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 was that was tabled in the previous um, uh, house sitting, but there was an error on the date, so it is just correction for for correct um, uh, records of Parliament. So there's no debate on that; it's just a, a correction by the person. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Speaker. I know this matter or might 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 might, might be viewed as a matter that is supposed to be taken to rules, but I feel that uh, it does not need rules. It is a matter of questions where there are six questions a, 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 a day or, or per cluster. So uh, what we want to really plead for is that when, the, when we know the rule is that strictly three hours, 1,500 hours to 1,800 hours. However, if there is a question that is has is already on the on on the on the on the on the on the, on the debate, let's say it's question number six, uh, which started at quarter two eight, uh, six and is going to finish at about twenty past six. Let's allow that question to to, to finish. Let's not cut the question uh, in the middle when there are two or three outstanding um, um, uh, follow up questions. I know you one guy can say I must raise that thing to rules, but I don't think it really needs rules because some presiding officers does that, some don't. But but also the table staff at times does not really fully as as assist. For instance, yesterday it happened like that. So this is just a plea that uh, let's complete the question that we've started, even if we go just beyond um, 1,800 hours as per the rules. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chief Whip. Honorable Papo, followed by Honorable Singh. Speaker, the Chief Whip is correct. Uh, it's, uh, we should do that because if two follow-up questions have been asked and two are remaining, and then we suddenly just cut. It just for that those members who already were thinking that they would ask uh, follow-up questions, it becomes clumsy. I don't think anything will will collapse uh, if we go until ten past six or five past six. I think it's an issue which uh, it's more of practice because some of the presiding officers have done it. They've allowed all the follow-up questions on that question to be for, to be asked and not start a new question. So I think the chief whip is it's, uh, making a an important intervention because uh, uh, it just it, it just for practical purposes, uh, not uh, uh, not the violation of any rule. Thanks. Thank you very much, Honourable Papo. Honourable Singh. Uh, Honourable Speaker, I agree with the, uh, my other two colleagues. But just to raise another issue that may come up in my other party meeting, uh, in the past we've had opportunities where you know, the other parties cannot participate in all the budget votes because they clash. And sometimes a member might have a preference for, let's say, justice and may want more time on justice. And, and we've had a... a probably an extra minute is added. So I'm not asking for a response now. It is precedence, but can we have some guidelines on that kind of situation uh, so that by tomorrow we have those guidelines that I can share uh, with the other parties? Thank you. I think Honorable Frolic and Mr. Castle know what I'm talking about, and so does the Chief Whip. Thank you. Thank you very much. Honorable Matalan Tombella. Good morning, Honorable Speaker. Good morning, colleagues. Uh, Honourable Speaker, I just wanted to fully agree with uh, what the Chief Whip has raised, uh, supported by Comrade Papa, which uh, this issue of questions at the end of time, it's uh, it's very very problematic, and uh, I hope it will be taken up immediately immediately with uh, with the with the table staff as well, so that we don't have that confusion at the end of the session, because it really causes a lot of chaos. I'm glad that it has, it's going to be addressed. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Speaker. Thank you. Another good purple. Another good purple. 
But the understanding has always been that Parliament would await the final report, submit it to the Rules Committee, and then the Rules Committee would provide guidance. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much, Honourable Mr. Castle. Thank you very much, Honourable Speaker. Honourable Speaker, I think uh, when uh, you brought the matter to us as um, NAPC, you 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 unpacked how the process is going to unfold. We as Parliament have not uh, instituted a state capture commission uh, to look at the state capture. Uh, it was to the president in cabinet. And therefore, in accordance to the rules, the president is supposed to bring the report formally to parliament. Then we act thereafter. I don't understand the actual report to be tabled so that we can follow the, the, the two processes. Their report is not going to vanish anyway. That report we're going to deal with as parliament. But um, we cannot be taking a report on peace meals. Let's, uh, let's Let's, let's allow the report to come in fully. However, let um, uh, uh, Mr. Carson and team in the meantime work out on what we already have. But uh, it, it will be a wrong precedence where we just need to, to run in front and, and just capture any report that come across Parliament when it's not formally um, uh, tabled in holistically. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Chief Whip of the Majority Party, Honorable Papo, followed by Honorable Singh. Chief Whip is correct. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, even that code which was made, it was an out of context kind of code. In a report, just made a code to convince us to, to run ahead. Uh, let the report come. We're going to deal with this with this report, particularly on aspects. But maybe as, as Mr. Castle said, they will advise you. But I was I was surprised because I thought we had agreed on the process. Uh, but uh, the member wants us to change, uh, which I'm not convinced about, but uh, let's let, let's hear uh, on that uh, process. Maybe what she's raising will, will then fit into the advice you'll get from our legal services. Thank you very much, Honorable Papo. Honorable No, Honorable Speaker, and I agree that uh, the advice by uh, Honorable Trasso that we are going to receive uh, will be something that we would need to consider. But I think what uh, Honorable Kwarube is saying is that, you know, we have to be alive to the dynamics of the situation. And we wouldn't like to find ourselves at the end of the year not having done anything. So let's await that. Uh, but but there, there will certainly be uh, a lot of pressure on, our, on us to deal with that report as it pertains to uh, Parliament and some of the members of Parliament. So we'll await uh, Mr. Castro's advice to you and you tabling that particular report. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Um, Honorable Natasha Mazon. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Speaker, and uh, thank you to all our colleagues for their inputs. Madam Speaker, what struck me, uh, and it struck a real chord with me, was um, the President's address to us when we discussed the state of disaster and uh, the re-implementation in it. And he mentioned two things that really brought home the importance of what Parliament is doing and, and what Parliament is trying to achieve. And that is, he said, that there would never be looting happening again as it happened during uh, COVID and that there would never be uh, a situation allowed as happened during state capture. And I find myself sitting there with a, a glimmer of hope in my in my in my heart, thinking, well, you know, we're really going to take on these big issues that have been problematic in Parliament that have caused us difficulty in Parliament. And I also had a great deal of trust um, in yourself, and I still do, and the previous speaker, Tandi Modise, in the way you refused to in any way be uh, sidetracked from a mission that you knew was completely uh, important to our to our democracy and to our parliament and i think that what we what we see is that we see a, a nation suffering from fatigue uh, it's a fatigue that we Sorry, sorry, Honorable Mazoe, will you get to the point on the matter of the Zondo report and how Parliament will deal with the matter? 
because now you are making a political statement. Okay, I, okay, I, all right, okay. I understand, Madam Speaker. But what I'm trying to say is, if we don't deal with the Zondo Commission report, ASAP, it is going to be a case of the country looking at us and saying, typical Mazzoni, we have proposed a process on how to take the Zondo report forward once the president has presented the report to parliament. Now, I, I, I take serious exception when you say, suggest that if Parliament does not, if Parliament does not, of course Parliament has committed that once the President presents the report to Parliament after four months, in fact, the President will not just be providing us with a report, he'll be submitting a plan of action on how to deal with the recommendations on the Zondo Commission report. And Parliament will then deal amongst others with areas which directly affect their area, their work of oversight in the different portfolios. So there is no doubt that Parliament will deal with the Zondo report. Said that there's a delay in doing so because we are waiting for President to make that submission does not in any way take away the responsibility. We are not shunning away from the responsibility of dealing with the Zondo report. So that is why I'm saying, honorable members, member, you are in fact out of order because now you are making a political speech on the matter when we here at this forum have agreed on how we will take this process forward once the president has presented the report. So it's not like Parliament is shunning away the responsibility of oversight on this matter. And, and I think I will not allow, because now you are making a political speech, somebody else from another party will come in, and and, 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 and this is a programming committee, Honourable Member. If Honourable Members wish to engage further on this matter, please go and engage on it at the level of the Chief Whips and bring us a proposal on what it is that you want to do beyond what we are currently doing as parliament, which is first to get legal opinion on how, to, which legal opinion, by the way, is on my table. And then <laughs> there are some areas which we're going to be dealing with. And 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 then we take the process forward. I I, I think it's just unacceptable to, to, to get what's what the uh, undertones in your in your in your your input which suggests that. Parliament may be shunning away from its responsibility. I thought all Madam Speaker, I, I must tell you, I, I, I find that offensive. I, I think that I've been nothing but polite. Honorable Mazzoni. Honorable Mazzoni. In fact, it's, you are right. It's not an undertone. In fact, you've said it. You are saying if Parliament does not, if Parliament does not, when we have said Parliament will do A, B, C, D, and E once the president has presented the report. And that is the issue I'm raising with you. You are right maybe to be offended when I say undertones because it's not undertones, it's what you have said. Honorable Korenov, you have your hand up and I now give you the opportunity to speak. Thank you. Uh, good morning, Speaker, and good morning, um, members of the committee. <clears throat> I, <clears throat> I fully agree with uh, the Speaker what you just said. And I strongly suggest that we close this matter here in this meeting. You've just given the way forward, which is the correct one. <clears throat> we, the, the dates for, for submission of the Zondo Commission reports, the date of the president submitting the report to parliament is all in the public domain. The reports on the website of the presidency. So what I suggest, we agree with what you just said and we close the matter in this meeting. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Korenov. Honorable members, Honorable Kwahube, I think that provides clarity to you that we, we as parliament could do, particularly I want to speak on behalf of the presiding officers, that we have given whatever directive or what on the preparations for, the, for receipt of that report from the president and areas which would have to be processed and how they would be processed if needs be. Anything else, if political parties feel strongly about 
discussing this matter should now go and discuss it at the level of the WIPARI where you'll engage on, in a political discussion on the pros and cons of what will be done by parliament as agreed on in this programming committee at the meeting of, of, of the 10th of uh, March or April. So, honorable members, I now proceed to that ends and I close the debate on this particular matter and we then deal with announcements. If there are any, are there any announcements? None from my side, uh, Madam Speaker, just to emphasize that next week we will be doing mini plenaries on budget votes and those sessions are virtual. Uh, but we will send out to the WIPARI um, practical issues around, around the issue of mini plenaries of next week. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Castle. Honorable members, that brings us to the end of this meeting. I thank you very much. Meeting is adjourned until next week. Thank you. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Speaker. You Recording suits. stopped. Speaker? To Stuart? Speaker? Chief, <laughs> 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 <laughs>